Hey, hello, and welcome to the show. It's me, JP, and it's time once again for JP's product pick of the week. Here we are. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's, uh, let's pop that little thing on there and get ready to head on over to the product page for this week's product pick if you want to get a huge discount on a tremendous little gizmo. So what I'm going to do is send you there. Head over to... I can't be wrong if I point that way. Head on over to that QR code right there or this URL. It's adafruit.com slash product slash 4648. And uh, that is going to take you right here to this very product page where, if I refresh right now, you're going to see that we have this on sale for 50% off, which is tremendous. So uh, what I'm going to do right now, in fact, let's jump back here. So if you have a chance, go, go there. And uh, you can watch the video from inside the product page. That way you'll know what's going on and you'll be surrounded by product. So buy some, right? That's what keeps the lights on here at Adafruit Industries. We appreciate it. Uh, But I'm jumping the gun. What is this thing anyway? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off and have Lady Ada explain it to us in her new, new, new video. Then I'm going to grab one out of my cabinet of mysteries and wonders back there. You can see that right there. And uh, then I'm going to do a little demo and talk about it. So uh, please take it away, Lady Ada. The PCF8591, it's a quad ADC and a DAC. It's a very interesting chip. Not exactly sure what this was designed for. Probably like a car radio, though, because every time I'm like, what is this for? It's always like a radio, you know, playback system for cars or something. But you get four analog inputs, 8-bit, and one analog output, which is unusual. You usually don't get both. Uh, and it's all controlled over I squared C. It's a really simple chip. We've got Python and Arduino code. And this would be really handy, I think. You know, I have the demo here with uh, a Feather, but I think it should be really great for use with, again, single board computers like a, a Raspberry Pi or a Jetson or Coral or any of these other Linux boards that have I squared C. And you just want to add some like potentiometers or um, like analog, simple analog sensors, and you don't want to get like a more expensive ADC and maybe you want a DAC for some reason, you want to like control a gauge or a a bias voltage. It's only eight bits, but really that's good enough for many projects, um, like volume control or or contrast control or whatever. So here I've got, uh, you know, three potentiometers. And as I twist them, you can see they range from zero all the way to the end to 255. So these are the the three inputs. And of course, there's one more input I don't have connected. Um, And it comes in a STEM AQT format. So you can just plug it in. You can plug it into that uh, quick Pi hat we showed earlier and uh, works from three to five volts. So it's a great way to just add, you know, very simple ADC inputs to your uh, I2C capable board. All right, well, I, I want to check it out. Hang on one second. Let me go grab one out of the cabinet. Be right back.
all right, well, that was risky, but here I am. I'm back. I made it. Uh, thanks, Lars. So what we've got this week, it is the PCF8591, and it is an 8-bit ADC and 8-bit DAC on a board with Stemma QT. So what's this good for? Why do we want this? Well, a lot of the times when you're doing microcontroller projects or particularly single board computer projects, you'd like some simple input from a fader or a knob, so a, a slide potentiometer or a, or a rotary potentiometer, is that what we call them, angular potentiometer, uh, or other things like touch interfaces, uh, some of those soft pots, things like that. And you don't always get that many analog inputs on a microcontroller. Sometimes it's limited to you know, two or three if it's a smaller board with fewer of the pins broken out. And uh, one thing you've probably noticed if you've done any work on Raspberry Pi projects is you, you generally have zero analog inputs. There's a lot of GPIO for digital inputs and outputs, but you don't have any analog. So here's what you do. You plug this in. So uh, this board here has the uh, Stemma QT breakout on it. So it's the SparkFun Quick Compatible I2C little itty bitty uh, connector that we can use to plug that in to your Raspberry Pi. Now you can either do that with a, a sort of breakout cable or what I'm gonna show you here, I'm gonna switch to my down shooter. And what you'll see is that I have a uh, cyber deck See, see the front there, it says CyberDeck. I've got a CyberDeck plugged into the GPIO pins of this Raspberry Pi 400. So this Raspberry Pi has its normal breakouts there. I can't move it too well without probably breaking everything. But those breakouts are a little hard to get to, so we have this new uh, CyberDeck product. And actually, I'll show you a product page for that in a minute. That gives us the ability to plug in any of the normal pie hats or bonnets at a jaunty 30 degree angle, it can really only be described as jaunty. I, I promise you, I've tried other things and it, it doesn't work, you can't say it. Uh, this also gives us a couple of Stemma QT breakouts and Stemma breakouts, which are the three pin larger JST PH so that we can plug in things like NeoPixel strips or other three wire devices. And what I've done here is I've plugged this over I squared C into our PCF 8591. Now what I have running into this board are four potentiometers. So I'm using the ground voltage and then four separate analog input pins. And then I've made a little demo here. So what you'll see, this, uh, this should be still running. Let's see if my plotter is running. Yes, it is, okay. So you can see here what I've set up on screen is this Raspberry Pi is running a little Python program that uses the circuit Python library for this board. So it's dead simple. I'll show you the code in a second. And it reads all four of the analog inputs. It's essentially reading zero to 255. So these are eight bit ADCs. They're not super high resolution, but for a lot of the things I wanna use them for, such as synthesizers and MIDI, that's great. That's enough uh, resolution. That's actually double the resolution that MIDI CC usually uses. And you can see here, I've got it controlling the hue of these NeoPixels or RGB LEDs on this very cool Unicorn Hat HD from Pimeroni that I've got plugged in. You can see here, it's got a cute little diffuser on there. Those are the raw pixels. And I've decided to use all of these knobs because why not, they're here. So what I'm doing is tracking the first knob here, I'm calling it knob zero for the X position. And you can see on my, uh, let me angle this up a little. You can see on Moo here, I'm using the plotter right inside of Moo. This is running on the Raspberry Pi. And now I can control the vertical uh, 
pixel line here with this uh, second knob. Third one we saw, that's changing the hue, just sweeping through all of the hue angles. And then the last one is brightness. So you'll find I can get that pretty uh, zorching bright there or drop it, drop it down way, way low or all the way off. And as I do this, you'll see this is spitting out these values here. Uh, some of them I've sort of flipped and normalized into ranges like negative one to positive one or zero to 255, whatever makes sense for, uh, in this case, zero to 15, which is the number of rows that I have and columns. Um, so let's take a look. How does this work? I'm going to switch back over now to Adam. This is the code that's running on the Raspberry Pi 400. It's not running on a microcontroller because I'm not using a microcontroller. Uh, let's take a look. Let me jump, jump down there so we can still see that because I think that's lovely looking. And what I'm doing in Atom here, you can see, uh, I'm importing the time library so that we can do delays if we need to. Board, which gives us the GPIO pin layout, and I squared C and all that good stuff that's on the Raspberry Pi. And then the Unicorn Hat HD library from Pimeroni. I set up the, the Pimeroni board to, to light up, uh, set its rotation, because you can change what, what's considered sort of up and down and left and right. And then I'm importing this PCF8591 library, uh, giving it the name PCF, make it easy to work with. And uh, it is being set up as a uh, analog in on I squared C. There's the board getting set up. This is I squared C being set up. And then I have these four inputs that I get to use right off of the ADC. So uh, you can see here I'm using the analog ins. There are four of them. I'm not using the DAC. There's, a, there's an analog out, one, one analog out. You could, you could find a use for that, I'm sure. I just am not in this case, uh, but that might be useful if you have something like a low-frequency oscillator or, or other uh, analog output. It's not going to be high, super high resolution. And then here's what's going on in the code. It's actually fairly simple. What I do is I assign the raw value read of uh, one of these inputs, the PCF in 2 in this case, uh, to this variable, color raw value. And then I do some manipulations to make that useful the way I'm, I'm going to use it. So I'm, I'm subtracting uh, it from one to kind of reverse it. I actually hooked up my ground and, and VCC backwards. So all these potentiometers, I kind of had to flip their, their left and right to be down and up. Uh, and then I am dividing that by its top range. This is actually read as a 16-bit internally. The library uh, casts this as 16-bit, even though these are 8-bit. So if you watch them closely, I just realized this morning, you'll see those values, those raw values will jump in chunks of 255 uh, or 256. The uh, setup is the same for the next knob, and then these are being divided by 4096, which gives me 0 through 15, which is how I want to array the, the pixels and lines. Uh, in order to print this on the Moo plotter, again, you can see here as I, as I adjust those, you'll see that, that plotter doing its thing the color on that. There we go. Oh, yeah, it's a nice, nice blue, a little bright. Uh, as you see the uh, values change on that plotter, it's because I have created this print statement, which sets them all into this tuple. And that's what the plotter in Moo is looking for, is anything you want to show up on the plotter, you put in a print statement with a couple of uh, parentheses around it, and it will show up. Um, the unicorn hat gets cleared, then I set the range for the pixels to fire off from the what's going to be considered the column pixel and the row pixel. And then we uh, set the uh, center pixel to black. I just didn't, didn't want that 
crossing pixel. I just wanted that to be a, a little black spot there. So that's what this line here does, is just sets it to zero, zero, zero. The brightness is changed anytime uh, we're changing that brightness value. It's just kind of continuously. All this is running so fast on the Raspberry Pi that I don't need to have the code be very efficient. It runs great. And then lastly, once all those things have been set up for a given cycle, Unicorn Hat Show sort of blitz that all to the screen. We take a little pause just so we don't flood things. And uh, then uh, that's it. If, if there's an error, it will, uh, it will allow me to control C out uh, cleanly. So that's why, why it has this uh, key interrupt turns off the uni Unicorn Hat HD. Uh, so if I go, go back full screen, uh, where are you full screen? There you are. go. So you can see, oh yeah, Todd uh, in the comments said that he likes the uh, hacker style monitor. So I had a bare 10-inch HDMI uh, IPS display that I've built this into a few different projects, but it was sitting out. It was in a typewriter case at one point, but I'd pulled it out. So I built this little uh, maker beam, sort of like a, a skinny little version of 8020. I built this little frame for it and hooked it up to there so that it holds the, uh, the HDMI controller board, the little uh, uh, control panel there. I strapped some speakers to the sides and uh, it's nice and small and I can kind of, it's lightweight. I can kind of stick it where I need to and get it out of the way. Uh, so there, uh, if we take a look back at there, there is our board. I'm going to do a little focus, refocus on this. If you'll bear with me, uh, it's a little better. Can't get it too close. Now it's way out of focus. Hold on, hold on. Ah, oh, it was there. There it goes. That's close. Uh, so here you can see what I've done. This board has the analog outs as well as uh, the, the one analog out, the four analog ins, VCC ground on the top. Bottom, these are the uh, I2C pins, which I'm actually not using. I just used it for mechanically uh, soldering this to the board. I'm using this little cable right here for the, uh, for the connection to the board, uh, the, the, either the micro controller or the uh, single board computer that you're using. And then I have these uh, just kind of hand wired. I just used hookup wire and uh, wired that up. So all of those are sharing a ground, all those are sharing the voltage, and then they're running to the four analog in pins to read. And this is actually some of this cute little perf board that we started selling not too long ago in the Adafruit store. I like the, the look of it. It's kind of got a nice look. It's clean, no logos on it on this side. It's black, kind of cool looking. And it has M2 holes, so you need some pretty tiny screws if you want to attach that to anything. I just put some through there to act as sort of standoffs. Uh, and that's it. Now, one of the neat things about this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and cancel that, stop that from running there. One of the neat things here is that we can unplug this board, and this is portable. This has no microcontroller associated with it. It has no particular single board computer associated with it. It's just I squared C over these STEM QT connectors. So I can plug that into name your microcontroller. If you have something that you want to add four analog ins to and that one analog out, this is it. This is very simple. You could even do a custom PCB for it if you wanted, but I thought uh, keep it lean. Solder this down. I'm not, I didn't put a socket on here. I kept this lean by soldering this to the board. I soldered these uh, potentiometers down. So this is a little, hey, I need four analog ins. Just grab this. You can make a few of these. You can sort of do this sort of design with a lot of our breakout boards if you like. And it makes, uh, it, makes it very convenient to prototype stuff. So I can plug that back in. And uh, <laughs> it's going to restart my Raspberry Pi. It was not happy about me hot, hot plugging that in. Oh, that's a bummer. I wonder if I was shorting it, holding the backside of it. Uh, so we'll, we'll give that a moment to, to restart there. We'll see how fast, how fast this uh, 
this Raspberry Pi boots, and I will uh, relaunch the program just so you can see how we call that. You can also SSH into the Pi from another device and launch it, but I, uh, I'm not on the same Wi-Fi with it on this computer, so that's, uh, that's not straightforward. Uh, so let's see, when this wakes up, all right, let's run Moo. And it even left that open for me. Thanks, Moo. Can open up the plotter here, uh, hit run on our code, and we're up and running again. So really fun. I, uh, I'm enjoying doing some of this development on the Raspberry Pi. A lot of possibilities there. And I'm also really loving this, uh, this cyber deck for adding this little light show here and giving me the I2C uh, Stemma QT ports. It actually is what inspired me to, to build this frame in, in a sort of cyberpunky way. So there you go. Uh, let's see, before I forget, let me show you again. Here is the QR code that will get you uh, right to that product page, 4648. If you head on over there, you're going to get a lovely 50% off, a maximum of 10 of them. One thing, I, I think Lady Ada mentioned it in her video, and I'll, I'll reiterate, you can use the little jumpers on the back of this to pick addresses, I squared C addresses, and there are four different addresses available, which means that you can hook up uh, up to 32, I'm sorry, eight, there are eight addresses available, so you can hook up up to eight of these. Am I right with that? I think that's right, yeah, and you can have 32 analog inputs and eight uh, analog outputs all on one machine. You just wire them from uh, board to board with some little short stem QT cables if you want. And now you're adding some serious analog in to a project that could use something tiny. This could be running on a Cutie Pie or a Pico or a Trinket, whatever you want that has I2C should be able to drive this and read a whole bunch of analog inputs, which is really cool. Um, the product page, let's jump over there for a second. I mentioned this before, this will give you a little bit of info about the board and a convenient add to cart button. But if we click on the learn guide link that's on that page, this will take you all through the pinouts of the board, how to use it with Arduino. We have a very convenient Arduino library. How to use it in Python, like I am here, right on this, uh, on this Raspberry Pi single board computer, or in CircuitPython on any of the 100 plus CircuitPython compatible microcontrollers out there. And if you take a look through this info, get down to the downloads page, there's a link there that'll take you to the data sheet for this chip. This is the PCF8951 chip. Uh, you can read all about it, check out some of the uh, operating uh, supply voltage, how, how it works, uh, sample rates, uh, what, the, what the data structure is on it. You can find out all of those specifications right here uh, on, the, on the data sheet. They don't even mention, usually I go here and find out, okay, what do they think this board is for? I think they are real vague and say, it gives you four analog inputs and one output over I squared C. Good luck, you decide what you want to use it for. But I like uh, Lady Ada's theory that yeah, when, whenever you have a car stereo these days, there's a, there's a need for two or four knobs to control some stuff. Uh, and so this type of chip will, will give you that analog in that you can then run into your digital microcontroller to do the rest. Um, all right, well, hey, any questions in the, uh, in the chat, let me know. Um, I can... Let me pull this. I'm going to pull that board off of there again, and uh, I can show you this up.
close. Someone mentioned something about the, the wiring on the board. Let's see, let me give you that down shooter. And now let me try to refocus. Uh, there we go. Um, yeah, so there's the, there's the board. So this is a perf board. It does not have any connections. It's just places to solder stuff, but wiring is up to you. There's, it's not like a breadboard or a perma proto board so, uh, or a strip board. You just decide what you're soldering what to. Um, so that's, that's the diagram. I actually have, have put, I put this together first in fritzing. I made a little diagram for myself. I can share that if anyone's interested. And these are some 10K pots with some cute little uh, knobs grippy little knobs on them that make it look nice and, and uh, easily identifiable. I say it's easy. There we go. Get that back on there. Uh, and there's the chip itself, PCF8591, 8-bit ADC and DAC. So I think that's going to do it for today. Let me know if you have any other questions. Um, Susan says the unicorn hat was exactly what I was looking for the other day. Kept searching for Matrix. Now I got it in my cart. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that is a cool little board. There's, there's a few variations on these unicorn hats, and uh, they're nice to work with. There's a lot of example code up on Pimerody that you can use to use it with CircuitPython. So, uh, and probably Arduino as well, but I've just used it on CircuitPython. Mm, all right. Well, uh, sorry I didn't have any peanuts, but uh, that's going to do it for today. That is my product pick of the week. It is the PCF8591 8-bit ADC and DAC in STEMIQT format. And I'll set that on my STEMIQT board of goodness. This is actually the 28th episode of this show that we've done here. I have 29 things up here because I doubled them up one time and threw the, uh, the pie in there, the, or the Pico, rather, in there. Um, and I probably should have thrown the, the cyber deck on, on the wall, too. But it's kind of hooked up to something right now, so I can't. But I'll, maybe I'll, I'll look at that a little closer another time. Uh, so... I think that's going to do it for today. Thank you all for stopping by. Head on over to this URL to get to this page. And you can get 50% off right now until the end of this show. You can get a limit of 10. So if you have big, big analog input plans, spend $30.25. Do I have that math right? And, uh, and get yourself 10 of these boards. Why not? And uh, that will, that will uh, give you tremendous possibilities for adding analog input to your projects. That's going to do it. Thank you so much. I'm John Park. This has been JP's product pick of the week, and I will see you next time.